What's good, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the show about everything. I am your host, Jay, like the letter. And we're going to pick up where we left off with the autobiography of Jalen Hawkins. So if you missed the first episode, the Hawkins take North Carolina, I talked about moving across America in my family's Kendrick Lamar van. This episode, I'm going to talk about my experience growing up country. Wilson's Mills Elementary is where we'll start this story. So many memories from this school. I remember the outfit that I wore on the first day. I wore some black jeans, some white high top forces, a black hoodie, and I put my green Jets jersey over top of it. I remember putting my clothes out the night before and falling asleep next to them. My pops had always told me growing up that he used to put his pants under his mattress so they would be flat. Uh, I did I did it too. I mean, I didn't see why not. <laughs> I remember when I tried out for Santa Claus in the Christmas play, and I was sick because this dude Barrett won. He made it, and I was his understudy. I was sick. I remember I got into a fight with Romello in the breakfast line, and my homie's dad, actually, my friend Corey's dad broke it up. We ended up being cool later um, after playing Red Devils football together and stuff. I remember my first crush. Her name was Laura, and I just thought she was so pretty. I just admired her. I remember sitting in my room writing letters to her all the time. You know, letters was a different time, man. Um, I was never one of those dudes that was like, hey, can you hand this letter to her? Or, hey, can you do this? Nah, I was, I was pretty bold with it. I'm a, I was 100% a direct sender. You know, if I'm, I'm handing it to you, uh, but I'm going to spin off real fast. You know, I'm not sticking around to see your reaction or to watch you read it. I'm gonna, but I'm going to give it to you, though. I'm going to give it to you, though. Uh, it was during this time that I discovered I had a music addiction. My parents bought me a stereo for Christmas one year, and I had learned how to record the radio. And I just remember recording songs like My Boo, Noia Clapp, Anthony Hamilton, anything by Anthony Hamilton, anything by Chris Brown, because they reminded me of Laura, all of them. And music was how I I was able to adapt to living in North Carolina. I was sitting in my room for hours making tapes on my favorite songs and just playing them over and over. I went through different phases of music where I would listen to country, I would listen to rap, I would listen to pop, like, listened to it all, recorded it all, played it back. That was just what I did um, when I wasn't outside. I was 100% an outside kid, like camping in the woods, running from dogs, setting things on fire, fishing in the creek behind our house. You know, I did, we did everything. I was so much of an outside kid that my mom didn't bother, like, punishing me by taking away my phone or TV or anything like that. Um, She just told me I couldn't go outside. Now, mind you, my phone ain't really had no minutes like that anyway, so I'm sure that wouldn't have did anything. But when she said, you better not dot that door, I knew I, knew I fucked up. That was, her, that was her way of saying, like, oh, it's on when I get home. You better not dot that door. That, my mom, she picked up some country slang while she was out there, too. I know she did. I could probably say that I am a product of multiple ass whoopings. I got whooped so much, yo. Like, I was just bad. Bad as hell. I set Olivia's hair on fire, accidentally put a hole in the wall, uh, a big asshole too. I didn't in my mom's Mercedes, you know, I just bad, just bad. I was so bad 
that um, my mom pulled me out of school and homeschooled me when I was in the fourth grade and then sent me back. My neighborhood friends, you know, were, we were an odd group. If you looked at us on the picture, you'd be like, how y'all all end up hanging out together? It was me, Brandon, Matt, and his younger brother, Eric, Tyler, and Kennedy. But we called him Sausage Patty. Brandon's older brother, Junior, named him Sausage Patty because he was fat and slow, and we'd be playing football, and he just looks disgusting. So from here on out, he will be referred to as Sausage Patty, or Sausage for short. And since we're talking about it, we might as well get into his story. He was an only child, a real country dude. Um, his parents were from Kentucky. You know, he rode dirt bikes. His people had guns, the loudest truck in the neighborhood, rebel flags, country music, you know, the whole nine. But I always thought they were cool. You know, I can never say they were racist to me or any black people around me while I was there. You know, um, they were definitely cool. They were definitely cool. The first time I smoked weed was with uh, was with Sausage. We stole some from his peoples. We stole some weed, and I rolled my first joint. Um, and it was probably the worst-looking non-smoking joint ever. I was probably like 13, 12, 13, around there. But it was terrible. It was, we tried to hit it, and it, it didn't stay lit, and it was all mush. It was, like I said, it was terrible. But I do remember bragging to my brother that I had just smoked weed. And he was like, no, you didn't. I was like, yeah, I did. Then we threw it out. And he was like, well, take me to it. So he made me show it to him. And he just picked it up. And he went and re-rolled it in something else. And then he smoked it by itself. Now that I think about it, um, he got me. But it's cool because I can say that I smoked weed. <laughs> My favorite memory uh, with Sausage Patty is when he got beat up on the bus by Brandon. And <laughs> it's my favorite memory because I instigated the fight and they neighbors. So I was like, why? Why did y'all fight on the bus? Y'all could have just got into a fight in the neighborhood. But the story goes like this. We're on the bus and I'm sitting with Brandon. He's sitting on the inside and Sausage came on the bus just talking shit about something. And I said, you must be talking to Brandon because that's the only person you can beat up. And then Brandon was like, shoot, man, I'll whoop his fat ass. And, you know, me being me, I was like, damn, sausage. Dang, he said he going to beat your fat ass. You just going to take that? Like, you just going to sit there and let him say that? So he started defending himself and everything. And he's just like, oh, you're not going to do anything. I'll whoop your ass and all of this. I'll beat you. And the last thing that Brandon said <laughs> The last thing he said was, I'm not going to fight anybody unless they talk about my dad. Which was super funny, and, and it didn't really make sense to me. Like, that was his stipulation because we knew his dad. You feel me? Like, Mr. Chris was the all-time quarterback and the all-time pitcher and, and stuff like that. So, was, I'm like, why? He knows your dad. Like, why would he say anything weird about your dad? But that didn't stop me. That didn't stop me. I said, man, I understand if you're scared sausage, like, if you're scared to say something about his pops, you feel me, because you're scared to get beat up. But I wouldn't, you feel me, like, I'll, I'll, I'm not scared of nobody. Like, <laughs> and that's all it took. 
sausage looked at him and was like, man, your daddy's stupid. Brandon tapped me on my shoulder. It was like, watch out, Jay. Straight jabs just flying at his face. And the funniest part about the whole fight was Sausage yelling while he's getting hit. So he's just getting hit. He's like, stop, stop, stop. Somebody get the bus driver. Somebody get the bus driver. Like he's bleeding. He he crying. I'm laughing. Like I am weak, weak. Like, bro, you calling for the bus driver, bro? Like, what did what do you what do you think the bus driver is gonna do? Like <laughs> uh, Brandon whooped his ass, yo. Brandon was my next door neighbor. We pretty much did everything together, you know, like we played Grand Theft Auto, basketball, football, baseball, hide and seek, road bikes, fixed bikes, you know. Brandon, quick little funny story. Brandon is the reason that my family switched from uh, Dish Network to Time Warner Cable. We were in the back playing football one day, uh, and he goes for a slant, catches the ball, turns up field, and next thing you know, he gets clotheslined by the dish. My mom come out talking about some something wrong. You know what's what's going on with the with the dish? He done smacked it so hard that it don't work no more. Family got to switch to Time Warner Cable. Back to what I was saying. Yeah, you know, we did everything together. And I fought Brandon more times than I've probably fought anybody else in my life. And we just fought over anything and everything. I remember one time we got into a fight over a report card. <laughs> we got into a fight over report cards. He was asking everybody on the bus to see their report card. He's like, yo, let me see your report card. He asked everybody, everybody. And when people would ask him, he wouldn't show it. So... I said, you ain't showing nobody here because you failed. Nigga, you stupid. Like, And just proceeded to putting it on thick because that's just what I do. Once I find an end, I'm just going to keep attacking. <laughs> keep attacking. So I'm talking my shit. I'm telling him he's stupid. He failed. Blah, 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 blah. And he's getting mad. And that's why I keep doing it because he's getting mad. I'm, I'm an older brother still at the end of the day. So I know how to get under people's skin. And he gets off the bus. We get off the bus. And he's... Still mad and he want to fight, so we just get to hooking. We get to fighting. Mr. Jason, our drunk neighbor, ended up breaking it up. And I just remember we had to talk to both of our parents. I got in trouble with my parents. He got in trouble with his parents. And then they made both of us sit with both sets. We got to talking from both of them. It was the worst. <laughs> it was the worst. B, he used to do, like, the dumb shit with me. Like, we got caught smoking... We got caught smoking grass and computer paper <laughs> and computer paper by my dad. And he just laughed at how dumb we were before he like started scolding us. He looked at us in our face like, Oh, y'all serious? And that's pretty much what the look looked like. <laughs> Moving on to Matt and Eric. They were two brothers that stayed towards the front of the neighborhood. And they had a younger brother too named Justin, but he was way, way younger. Matt was this lanky white kid that always wore long sleeves. Like, think the Hardy Brothers from wrestling, and that's that's Matt. <laughs> My first impression of him was that he was some quiet kid, you know, that likes to read. He always had his face in a book. And on the bus, that's all he would do. He'd put his headphones in and just have his face on the book. Um, but him and I were pretty, we were pretty tight once I learned that he liked to talk shit, too. You know, 
And he talked shit the same way that I did. We were like a perfect, a perfect little tandem. He had a younger brother named Eric, who was like the freak of nature. If I if I had a younger brother, I would want my younger brother to be Eric, and they would be like successful in any sport. This dude was he was a freak, you know, always running around with no shirt on, no shoes on. He's just fast as lightning. He was like Donnie from the Wild Thornberrys, you know. That that's him. He just was a fast, off the wall kind of guy. He used to have me jumping off roofs, jumping off porches. Like he never had on a shirt. <laughs> Matt and Eric's mom is Nancy. She was dating this dude named Mr. James. And that's her now husband. And he was just so cool, man. He was like, he wasn't as old as our parents. So he was an older dude that was, like, able to run. Every time our parents played, you know, they was, like, all-time quarterback or something like that. They weren't really out there trying to trying to get in the trenches or nothing. But Mr. James, you know, he played sports with us. He taught us about motorcycles. And he, he even played hide-and-seek with us. So in my neighborhood, hide-and-seek was a big deal. I'm talking, like, super huge. We would go and put on black clothes, uh, Wait until it's like mad late at night. I used to put, here's a pro tip for y'all next time you play out of seek outside. I used to put socks over my shoes so when I'm gliding across the grass, you can't really hear it. It just really sounds like nothing. Pro tip for the next time you're out there trying to play hide and seek. You know, so the fact that he would come and play, he was, he was dope. You know, I remember we were all hanging out one day and Tyler had came and said something like, about his mom being stupid and she was pissing him off and, and shit like that. And Mr. James said, son, you lucky I'm not your age because I'll whoop your ass. And he was just like, everybody was like, what? Mr. James, like, what the hell? He was like, he looked us all in our face and told him, he was like, don't tolerate anybody talking bad about their mom around you. You nip that shit right then. Like, you don't, if they talk about their mama, they'll talk about you. And, you know, that's one of the lessons that I received in my life that I chalk up from being raised in the country. I, would, I probably wouldn't be playing tag in the street with a grown-ass man had I lived in the city. <laughs> it's just, it just looks a little different. You know, growing up with 1.1 acres of yard was a huge responsibility. And we didn't have the luxury of riding lawnmower for a long time. For a long time. So it was me, my brother, and my pops. You know, we was out there twice a month pushing, raking up pine straw, picking weeds. So many lessons that I've learned in the years that I spent doing chores and spent in the yard learning them. You know, it all boils down to you, you want it to look good because it's yours. And that's something that I feel like my pops really tried to instill in us. You know, you're responsible to upkeep and maintain what's yours. And because it's yours, it needs to look good. It was a whole lot of days spent in this yard cutting, raking, burning, wheelbarrowing, picking. Like Cutting grass wasn't the only way that this lesson was enforced. I remember my pops teaching me how to clean my shoes, um, you know, how to polish them, how to wash my laces. And the lesson was always the same. It's yours and you're responsible for it. You know, what's yours needs to look good because it's yours. I'm Jay Like the Letter, and you're listening to Growing Up Country, episode two of the autobiography of Jalen Hawkins here on the show about everything. Make sure you tune into the next episode when I continue talking about Growing Up Country.